The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, May 16th edition, and we are back. It took a couple days off. Got some stuff going on in the personal life, so I'm going to be in and out for the next few weeks to get things figured out. But for the most part, I will be here as often as I can on your Monday through Friday MLB DFS action. And if you have questions, I haven't been around as much, but I'm on Twitter at BDentric, and I'm in the Fantasy DGN's Discord. And more importantly, a lot of great people are in that Discord helping people go even when I can't uh, produce the content to keep the train rolling. They got you covered in the Discord to keep playing some MLB DFS. We also have the PGA Championship coming up this week, so the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast will be coming at you on Tuesday, so get ready for that one. And then bench with Bubba for your season-long fantasy needs. Uh, Tuesdays with Bat Flip Crazy, Thursday with uh, Ryan Bloomfield, and occasional podcast throughout the week with other special guests. So if you give a rates and review to all three shows, go check them out on the Fantasy Degens YouTube channel, whatever you prefer, and enjoy some fun there. We come back on a Monday here, May 16th, with an 11-game slate. Big Monday slate. Big Monday slate. There's two games that start about 20 minutes before the slate starts at 7.05, so could have been an even bigger slate, but the sites did not use them. we got 11 games. Let's talk totals on this slate. Yankees-Orioles total of 8. Mariners-Jays 8.5. Astros-Red Sox 8.5. Cardinals-Mets 8.5. Braves-Brewers 7.5. Angels-Rangers 8. Giants-Rockies-Coors Field Special 11 and a half. Twins Athletics, seven and a half. D backs, Dodgers, eight and a half. Waiting on a couple more totals, but you know, eight and a half is a little below, except for Coors Field, as you would come to expect way more often than not. Let's talk about some pitching on this 11 game slate. Freddie Peralta's back, folks. I know you guys probably got annoyed when I kept saying, play Freddie. He's too cheap. Play Freddie. He's too cheap. Well, now he's 10 5. And now it becomes interesting, but he has put up, you know, 19 or more points in three straight games, 18 or more in four straight, 25 or more in two of three. Like he's, she's showing a really, really good floor, great floor with tremendous upside. He's going five, five or more innings in four straight starts, one earned runner less than three of the four at six Ks or more. And he starts all about those strikeouts. We talked about it when he was too cheap. I said, we, I kept saying the, the whiffs are there. The strikeouts are there. It's going to come together. And the strikeouts allow him to have his hiccups from time to time and give up some runs and still put up some fantasy goodness. Now, he's taking the Atlanta Braves on, and that can be tricky. It is at home, which is nice, but taking on an Atlanta Braves team that on this season is striking out 24.5% of the time versus righties, that's nice. 
hitting only 234 with a 174 ISO. So it's a yin and a yang. Acuna might be out again. That's something to keep in mind. That that, that would be a plus. But uh, Freddie Peralta at 10-5, I will say for an 11-game slate, the pitching is not great. Not great by any means. So I'm intrigued with Freddie at 10-5. On the flip side, at 10-2, you got Tony Gonsolin at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And people like, you're paying over 10K for Tony. He's been 81, 86, 82, 76. Like, that's Tony Gonsolin time. He's got 20 or more points in three or four starts. And the one he didn't was at Arizona, surprisingly enough. But he's got Pittsburgh, the Giants, and Atlanta. He's pitched really, really well. Uh, five innings or more than the three, those three starts. One run or less. He's got five or more Ks in three straight starts. He's getting it going. The one thing I'll say with Gonsolin, like I said, he's put up 20 points or more in three or four starts, which is really good. And he is facing Arizona, which is a great team to target, striking out almost 25.5% of the time versus righties, hitting 202 with a 155 ISO. So targeting Arizona makes a ton of sense. The one thing I'm going to say about Gonsolin, very, very, very unlikely he gets past five innings. If he gets to through five, you're you're ecstatic. So what I'm saying, in order to hit the the nuts at 10-2, he has to be insanely efficient and get more than five Ks. He hasn't done that yet this year. He's been very good, but he hasn't been that efficient. So Peralta's got the higher ceiling. In reality, Gonsolin might have the better floor than Peralta, just matchup-based at home against Arizona Diamondbacks. Technically, on paper, that's a pretty damn good matchup. So that uh, Gonsolin might have the better floor, where Peralta has a much higher ceiling than Tony Gonsolin. So t- keep that in mind if you want to play ownership games, you want to play cash versus tournament. That's how I would differentiate the two. Like Peralta, for me, would be your tournament play up top. Gonsolin might actually have cash viability at his price point. Miles Miklas is ninety eight hundred bucks. I'm probably going to pass on that. I love Miklas. He's been we've been on the Miklas train when he was cheap. He's starting to get up there where it's he's almost like the Gonsolin territory. But I like Gonsolin's matchup a lot better. The Mets aren't world beaters by any means, but um, they'll do more damage more often than not than Arizona. Let's put it that way. So I'll take my chance with Gonsolin over Miklas on this slate. Now it gets murky. It gets real murky. Like yeah, Luis Severino at eighty eight hundred bucks going up against the Baltimore Orioles. Do we see the good or the bad Severino? Because we saw really good. Then we saw it really bad because the velocity dropped. Then the velocity came back a little bit, and he was okay. Then it dropped again, he was bad. Then it came back again, and he was okay. So which one are we getting? If it's a, if it's a curve, we're in trouble. We can't always think about things that way. But last time we faced Baltimore, six innings, four earned, five Ks. The strikeouts have still been there more often than not, but when that velocity is down, it's going to be a big, big problem for Severino because he's not like super dominate with the off-speed stuff. So that the, the velocity has got to be there on the fastball to make that off-speed stuff even better. Baltimore does strike out 22% of the time versus righty, so you could look at Severino if you want. But in this mid-8K range, I prefer Noah Syndergaard. Thor, Thor at $8,500 at the Texas Rangers. Um, he's not lighting the world on fire. 23 points his last time out, but he's got f- at least five innings in every single start this year. Three earned runs or less in all of them. Two earned runs or less in four out of five. And he's got six or more Ks in two of his last three starts. So that was the thing when he first started out this year. Heavy ground ball arsenal, no strikeouts. When other strikeouts are there, his last two starts, 97 pitches and 100 pitches. So we've seen him go deep. 17 or more points in three or four starts. Really good floor. 8500 bucks at Texas, a very good pitcher's ballpark. Texas striking out 22% of the time versus right. He's hitting 209 with a 105 ISO. Like, on paper, this is a great spot for Noah Syndergaard. A great spot at a great price point. So for cash, I'd probably go Thor and Gonsolin or Thor and Peralta. That's kind of where I'd be right now. In cash, you can save money by not going two big dogs up top. I think Thor has cash viability at eighty five hundred bucks. I really do, and he's got tournament upside. Like I, I like the price tag on Thor. He's the kind of guy that he should, unless he's just bad, 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 should be able to at least struggle through fifteen points with like twenty five point upside. Now that he's stretched out for hundred pitches, so I like Thor at eighty five hundred. 
after that, though, it's like you can play Garrett Whitlock anytime in a tournament, but just know the risk rewards. Like, how long is he going to go? Like, he went three innings his last time out. We got you six points. Time before that, five innings, 24 points. Three innings, seven points. Four innings, 22 points. He has to be super efficient when he goes out there and get all the strikeouts and make it work. Like, he, he threw 82 pitches last time, only went three innings because he walked four guys. So they're stretching him out. He was gone 61, 78, 82. So we could see 90 pitches. So if he's not walking the world, this could be a phenomenal phenomenal tournament play with Whitlock. It's a big if because we haven't seen it yet, but and it's the Houston Astros. The team strikes out 22% of the time versus righties. The 238 ISO, or batting average which is good. 183 ISO is pretty scary though. So I will say that much, but Whitlock is filthy. Very, very filthy. If he's just not walking guys and that pitch count continues to go up to like maybe 90 pitches, we see five or more innings for Whitlock at 76 hundo. That's, that's a great tournament type play. A lot of risk, a lot of reward with Garrett Whitlock. So I like that for tournaments quite a bit. Like a Whitlock Peralta combo is the best like risk reward tournament combo you can put out there right now. So I think that's a fun one right there with Whitlock at seventy six. But other than that, if you're punting, you say Kikuchi at sixty three. He's messed, uh, messed with his pitch mix, dropped his worst pitch in his last two starts, and he's gone on to uh, combine for eleven and a third innings, three earned runs, and fourteen Ks, seven Ks in both starts, both against the Yankees, nineteen or more points. Now he goes home uh, to Toronto. And faces his former team, the Seattle Mariners, who are striking out 21.5% of the time versus lefties with a 211 batting average against. So Kikuchi at 63 hundo is a really good punt. And if you just want to go YOLO punting, Kyle Bradish at 58 versus the Yankees. He was so good his last time out. He was really bad the time before that. But he's got good strikeout stuff, and no one's going to roster him versus the Yankees. I probably won't either, but if you just want to go full YOLO, Bradish at 58 is interesting. So the pitching recap for you, above 10K, you got Peralta at 10-5, Gonsolin at 10-2. I have Peralta higher ceiling, Gonsolin better floors, Gonsolin probably cash, Peralta probably tournament, but you can play Peralta in cash if you want. But I go Peralta tournament, Gonsolin cash. Um, no Syndergaard at 85, love him. Great cash game pair with Gonsolin or Peralta, whichever you prefer. And I, I like Syndergaard in tournaments, just peering. It's really, really strong. Whitlock at 76 is a very intriguing tournament play. Massive boom bust. Like the floor is the, the floor is the ceiling, as the joke goes. But um, I could really see just, you know, if he's walking guys, it's going to be trouble. And, and Houston is a really professional ball club when it comes to taking pitches at the plate. And that's what makes it difficult. If this was like the Rangers or the the, the Tigers or something, I'd be like all in on Wit at 7,600. Problem is, is you're facing an Astros team that knows how to take a pitch. And if you can get his pitch count up quick enough, he might get out after four. Years. If he can get through five or gravy at 76, keep that in mind. If you just want to punt, say you don't want to like take a chance on Woodlock, you want to save a few more ducats, Kikuchi's in play, and then your YOLO play with Bradish if you want. But uh, there, there's it's not elite pitching on the slate, but there's still some good stuff, to say the least. All right, let's talk bats on this 11-gamer catcher's position for you. You got um, you got Salvi against Lambert in a Chicago White Sox bullpen game, which would be quite intriguing. But you can save a few more dollars. Will Smith at 46 versus Bumgarner is definitely in play for you on this slate. Elias Diaz and Coors versus Alex Wood at 44 has a little bit of intrigue for me there. Um, you could save a few more dollars and go to Gary Sanchez at 4K versus the lefty Logue. You guys know how I feel about Sanchez. He's never a cash game play, but I love his tournament upside. And he's been kind of showing it. Like overall, he's averaging six points per game, but he does it in bunches like 0, 11, 23. Four zero seven zero zero ten. That's what Gary Sanchez does, folks. He hits hitting two hundred five with two home runs, twelve revives. But when he goes off, he goes off. Thus, the tournament call at four K. I guess Money Ground has been just horrific, but like the metrics still look great. So he's like eventually going to get going. 
if you want to like in turn, like don't play him in cash, but in tournaments, Grandal still has massive upside in, in a stack um, against Keller at thirty nine hundred. And then you know if you're punting the position as usual, you'll have a few guys come out throughout the day, but um, you know MJ Melinda is still at three K. I love. Like I just the dude's a pure hitter. As long as they keep him in the lineup, I'll be very happy. I know it's been a very rocky road hitting 217 so far to start things out. No home runs, uh, 594 OPS. These are not ideal situations, but the dude can flat out hit. So if they keep pushing him out there at his price point at 3K, he's eventually going to come through in a big, big way. He's almost got cash viability just for the price alone. But if you're still nervous because he has he struggled, there's no sugarcoating that. Then just use him in tournaments at 3,000. And other than that, you're going to get a couple discounts on an 11-game slate, so check the lineups, and uh, and you can punt the position if you so choose. Uh, first base now, it gets fun. Shohei Otani with his eighth home run of the year on Sunday. He's 59 hundo versus John Gray. That's in play. Got CJ uh, Cron in Coors. I'd actually rather have Otani versus Gray. Uh, that's intriguing. Uh, Rowdy Tellez with his eighth home run of the year on Sunday as well. Going against Anderson again. I try to find money to Otani if I could. Or just go below 5K. That's your other option here. You got Paul Goldschmidt had a big game on Sunday who didn't against Carlos Rodon and the Giants, which was crazy. But Goldie's 4700 bucks against Williams. Uh, this could be Williams and a lot of Mets bullpen most likely. So Goldie at 47 is in play. You got Belt and Coors and only 45 against Sensatella. That's a heck of a price tag as well. So have some fun with Belt at 45 at kind of a discount in reality. You got Jose Abreu at 41. He'll get He'll wake up here sooner than later, so don't sleep on that. But more Coors fun. Wilmer Flores is only 3,700 versus Sensatella. Flores is first base, third base eligible. So uh, keep him on your radar as well. And then uh, cheaper plays, low threes. Gavin Sheets had a monster week this past week. I wrote I wrote about him in a recent uh, Roto Baller article for Deep League ads for the week. Um, he's first base outfit eligible. He's 3,200. He had, I believe, three home runs this past week. And he mashes right-handed pitching. And the White Sox play, I believe, eight games this week. And I believe they're all versus eight, uh, right-handed pitchers. So... Uh, we'll see a lot of Gavin Sheets this week, and he's 3200 bucks for Brad Keller, one of his best matchups of the week. And uh, I think that's a great value. First base outfield eligible, Gavin Sheets. Like that one quite a bit. And then other than that, like Jose Miranda is still there at 24, similar to MJ Melendez. He's like slow and steady, wins the race. His, his skills are elite. Like he's, the last game, he struck out twice in each game. Prior to that, 1K pretty much the whole time. So he's, he's still putting the ball in play a lot. So I'm going to keep rolling with Miranda at 2400 Nice little discount there. First base, third base eligibility, especially going against the lefty low. That's something you can uh, try to target as well. Second base position for you. Colton Wong is on fire. Now he's up to 5,700, which sucks because we were playing him at like 4K forever. And I don't know if I'm going to pay 57 against Egan Anderson. Just going to be honest. It's intriguing because no one else will, but I don't think I'm going to be that guy either. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather honestly, if I'm going to take a chance in a tournament, I'd rather save $1,000 and take Ozzy Albies at 4700 versus Freddie Peralta than Colton Wong versus Ian Anderson. That's where I sit on that one. So uh, keep Ozzy Albies in mind at 47 for tournament plays. Uh, cheaper plays, though, you got the likes of Brendan Rodgers and Coors. Rodgers had a massive week last week going up against Alex Wood at 4000 That's a good value. If you don't believe in Braddish, which is very, very fine, Glaber Torres is 3900 bucks. Nice little discount against Braddish. Um, cheaper plays like... You know, Johnny VR is playing. He's 3400 bucks. He ain't playing well, but he's playing. You got Thio Estrada and Coors at 33 That's a discount, so the Giants will be cheap, which they usually are in Coors lately because their their roster is not a bunch of big names, so the algorithm does not know what to do with these guys, so it's it's very entertaining. But, uh, yeah, Thio Estrada at 33 hundo. And other than that, there's not a ton here. 
that just jumps off the page. Uh, Castro for Pittsburgh's 2100. Not sure if I need to save money. That's where I'd be going, though. Third base position for you here. You got uh, Rafael Devers at 57. That's very strong. But Arenado, like the, the, the Cardinals, it's not just because they had a big game. We've been playing the Cardinals a lot this year. And I think like the Arenados and the, uh, the uh, Goldies are boring, but they're productive. So that helps us out in tournaments at low ownership. And Arenado's got a good good matchup there with Williams and then the Mets bullpen at 5,600. So that's someone to uh, to keep in mind if you're paying up because most won't go there in that scenario. Justin Turner's 4,700 bucks, kind of heating up. I'll be nice a little bit. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough year so far for JT. But, uh, you know, not a bad week. I'll put it that way. Not a bad week. 4,700 going up against Mad Bum, someone you can um, look at at the position. You got Ryan McMahon, lefty-lefty, but 4,500. If you are fading Kikuchi, this is the, the type of game to play Eugenio Suarez. You only play him against left-handed pitchers that can go with the long ball. Kikuchi can do that quite well when he's off. I'm still not, probably not going to play 4400 bucks for Eugenio Suarez, but for tournament appeal, it's there. Josh Donaldson's heating up as well. He's only 4100 versus Bradish. I like that. Bobby Witt Jr., third-base shortstop. He's um, 4K. That's a great play. Bobby Witt enjoyed Coors Field this past week. Good for him. Uh, some cheaper plays, Juan Moncada at 38. Evan Longoria in Coors is only 37, so he's definitely uh, in play for you. And then other than that, at the position, Donovan of St. Louis, third-base shortstop eligible. He's 2,700. Swinging it really, really well. He'll be a part of my um, risers and fallers column for Fantasy Pros on Monday. So check uh, check out uh, Donovan there at, at 2,700. Jose Miranda, again, first-base, third-base at 24. Uh, shortstop position, Willie Adamas is day-to-day, so we're going to pass on him. But Trey Turner at 54, he's heating up as well. He gets Mad Bum in a nice matchup. Chris Flexen has um, – the regression monster is flexing on him of late. We've been talking about it in the Discord. It's coming and coming strong. So uh, Toronto could be a great one because on these slates where you have these juicy Coors matchups, a lot of these teams that are expensive, like your your uh, Cardinals, for instance, are kind of expensive, but your Jays and like your Yankees and stuff like that, they kind of get pushed to the side. And this is when you can get – like a Bichette, a Ledito, T. Oscar, who's struggling, but you get my gist. You can get these dudes have very low ownership and have some fun. So Bo Bichette at 5K is very much uh, in play for you on this one. A few others, though. Jose Iglesias and Coors is 4,400 versus Alex Wood. You got um, Danzy Swanson at 42. He's heating up a little bit, so keep him in mind. Bobby Wood Jr. at 4K is definitely on the radar. Like I said, a shortstop third base eligible. Brendan Donovan, 27 hundo. Mentioned him already at third base shortstop eligible too. So definitely some options. And if, um, let me double check for some too. We have, yeah, Forrest Lewis is in Minnesota's lamp. He's only 2,100 bucks for the lefty Hogan. That's a really, really strong value with Royce Lewis. Outfield position for you. Don't mind Aaron Judge one bit. 61 hundo. I'd actually rather have Byron Buxton, who was 11th home run of the season on Sunday at 6K, but both are good. I mentioned Shoya Tani earlier. He's 5,900. So all three are some really strong looks for you at the top. Uh, Giancarlo's only 51. I like that still. I think I like Bradish. Don't get me wrong, but he's either going to be throw an absolute gem or he's going to get destroyed. There's not an in-between in this one. So uh, I, I like if you want to attack, attack with the big dogs. If not, play Bradish and pray. That's the two things I'll say. I would You can ignore both, but I would try to have something involved there. Uh, going below, though, you got Connor Joe at 4,900 in Coors. Dalton Varsho's an intriguing catcher outfield at 4,800 versus Gonsolin. That's one you could probably get sneaky with. Um, T. Oscar, like I said, struggling with 4,600. Getting him a bit of a discount on this one. You got Randall Gritchick at 45 in Coors. He's been struggling a lot, though, so be careful with Gritch. Like I'd rather have Lou Bob at 45 versus Keller. I think that's 
much more my speed on that one. JD Martinez is only 4,300 bucks for Shaco to Rizzi. That's uh, that's mighty intriguing. Mighty, mighty intriguing. You got Tyler O'Neill at 41. Nice little discount there. I know he hasn't been super productive, but a nice little discount for him. Uh, you got Andrew Vaughn at 3,800 bucks. He's back from the IL going against Brad Keller. Um, going down to the mid 3Ks and below, you got your Strimsky and Coors at 36. Darren Ruff and Coors at 36. Those are both very nice, very nice price tags. Uh, Juan Yepes is only 3,600 bucks for Williams. That's a great price tag. So there's value to be had, as you'd expect, on an 11-game slate. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is struggling a ton. He's 34. Lamont Wade Jr., probably leading off for the Giants, is 3400 bucks in Coors Field. If you're looking for chalk, folks, look no further than the Giants, and probably starting with Lamont Wade Jr. That's where it's coming, and it's hard to ignore it, I'll tell you that much. Um, Max Kepler can hit lefty sneaky good. He's 3400 bucks if you're stacking the Twins. Don't just play Kep to play Kep, but if you're stacking the Twins, Kepler can make your twin stack very intriguing. That's what I want to point out there. Um, a few others as we scroll down here. Cooper Hummel should be leading off Arizona. Not a must play. I think Joey Gallo makes for a fun tournament play because now Gallo's not breaking the bank, but he's 3,200. He had his fifth home run of the season on Sunday. Super streaky. We know he can strike out four times or he can go triple dong. That's what Joey Gallo can do. 3,200 bucks is that risk reward like sweet spot. So I like that one quite a bit. With Joey Gallo, uh, Julio Rodriguez is thirty two hundred bucks. He had a big second home run of the season on Sunday. Had a big game. He's just he's just swinging it well. Mentioned Gavin Sheets at thirty two as a nice little value for you um, in his matchup. Uh, when you get to three K and below now, you're going to have a lot of value on a slate of this magnitude. Like Cole Calhoun double donged on Sunday. He's twenty seven versus Syndergaard. I'm not looking to fade Syndergaard, but if he becomes popular, it's a little more intriguing. I'll admit that. Alec Thomas is down here for Arizona. He's only 2,600. He was the cat's meow and fab this week. And he's been swinging it really good. So if you're not using Gonsolin, he's won a, a one-off punch with Thomas at 26. I can totally support that endeavor. I think it's a very, very good value in that situation. Other than that, we'll probably call it good there. See what line. Like if Travis Dimmerite starts for Atlanta, he's 2,200 bucks for Peralta. Not looking to go, go ham on Peralta, but if he's chalky, you can get a little exposure and get some of the cheap dogs and see what happens as well. All right, recapping your pitching on this 11-game Monday, May 16th slate. Freddie Peralta, 10-5. Gonsolin, 10-2. I prefer Gonsolin in cash with the safer floor. Peralta with a much higher ceiling. You can play Peralta in cash if you want, but I prefer Gonsolin in cash, Peralta in tournaments. Uh, Noah Syndergaard at 85 is just one of those guys. I'm just going to – I say it all the time. It's like always one mispriced dude. And to me, for the matchup, for the way he's pitching, he should be like 92-93. So I'll take the savings on Noah Syndergaard. Pretty strong floor with a nice ceiling as well. Garrett Whitlock is one of the more intriguing boomer bust tournament plays I've seen out there. Like if he can get up to 90 pitches like he should, avoids the walk, which could be tough, tough against Houston. Whitlock at 76 is very nice. And then your punt plays Kikuchi at 63. If you want to go full YOLO, you got Bradish at 58. All right, if you're stacking things here, you can stack the Yankees against Bradish if you want. Remember Gallo, super cheap. Then the big dogs, Stan and Judge. Torres is out there as well. Uh, Donaldson's heating up, so... You got options. You got options for sure. Um, a couple others to get. I think Toronto versus uh, Flex can be super low on for the potential they bring to the table. So that could be fun. St. Louis and the Mets look like we might have some rain, but St. Louis is uh, definitely a stack and play there versus the Metropolitans. Uh, going on farther, though, I don't mind. Um, who is that pitching for him? I thought it was saw it. Second to go. Do, do, do. Sorry, John Gray's back. The Angels can be in play versus John Gray. John Gray struggled quite a bit. Not one of my top ones. I like the White Sox versus Keller. Coors Field, 100% in play. Prefer the Giants side versus Sensatella. Both great plays. 
Minnesota versus Logue is a good one. The lefty Logue, he he's in play. And in that Arizona LA game, the Dodgers versus Bum is pretty obvious. But if you want, if Gonsolin's going to be chalky, Arizona deserves a little love, a little love. So we'll see how things come out throughout the day with lineups, with ownership projections, and much, much more. That'll all be discussed in the Fantasy Degens Discord. So if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick or come join us in the free Fantasy Degens Discord. Also, if you can give this podcast a rate and review on iTunes, MLB DFS Quick Hits, I'd appreciate it. You got the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. You got the Benched with Bubba podcast. So much content coming your way all the time for your fantasy needs. Uh, and that's about it. It's going to wrap it up, folks. My written content, votaballer.com, fantasypros.com, fantraxhq.com. Maybe some more. We'll see. But that'll do it, folks. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. This was your MLB DFS Quick Kits Monday, May 16th edition. I'm out. Yeah.